0: Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Hey Kate, thanks so much for
1: being here. Sight to be here. So, Ready? so excited to be here.
0: Yes! So Kate, do you just want to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that for the audience?
1: Totally. Um, oh my gosh, where to start? <laughs> um, okay, so I guess if I, if I was to give a quick summary of my journey, uh, I've been in the online space now for almost, I guess like I discovered the online space about two years ago. Um, I've been full-time in the online space for about a year now. So two years ago, I guess if we were to go back to like the starting point, um, I was a, a server at a restaurant. I live in Toronto uh, in Canada. No one knows where Toronto is. <laughs> um, uh, I live in Toronto and uh, I was a server at the airport here with uh, my boyfriend, Phil, and we were both working there and, and he was the bartender and I was the server and we were going to, you know, shifts and things like that. And obviously... In that and and having to get up super early and have the commute and having to commute home and then long hours and then you're on your feet all day. It was a classic kind of like, ugh, I hate my nine to five. Right, like yeah. it, it paid the bills. It was something that was was good for us, you know, for for some money and bringing in money. Um, but it wasn't by any means, obviously, something that I wanted to necessarily do forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had been, you know, serving for a while and it was kind of like part of, you know, something that I did for several years. So it, it became normal for me, but I wasn't enjoying it. And so when I when me and Phil started dating, we had a lot more conversations around, like, what is it that we really want? What do we want to achieve? Like, what is our vision for ourselves? And the more they started talking about it, the more we were like, this is just not it. So then became obviously in that conversation. So what is the thing? So for us, it first went to traveling. We did the whole traveling thing and we went to a bunch of different places. Um, and with that still kind of felt like there was like, okay, like what now? When we come home, it was always that feeling of like, okay, like we escaped. That was great for like two weeks or three weeks, but then we come home. Now what, right? We're still back to reality. And that really left us kind of like searching. And so in searching, like many people are right now in the online space, like you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, you're on Facebook, you're on all these different social platforms looking for an answer. You're looking for motivation. You're looking for, you know, the secret sauce. You're looking for that thing that's going to give you like that leap that you're looking for um, to take, you know, that step outside of the outside of your nine to five into the online space, right? And you're like, okay, like what is the thing that I need to do? And so for me, that spark when I was consuming and I was online and I was super inspired by, by girls that were like, you know, fitness coaches and things like that at the time we'd been working out a lot. And so when I was searching through all these girls, I had seen this one fitness influencer that I really liked was going to an event in Toronto. And she was like, so psyched, going to be in Toronto in a couple days. So when she started posting about the event, I looked more into this event and I was like, well, what is she going to? Because if she's going to this and she's doing what I want to do or what yeah. we're interested in doing, uh, me and Phil let's go see where she's going. So I followed kind of the chain of what she was talking about, looked at this event, and this event was specifically for people who were looking to start or grow an online fitness business. So we went to the conference, we pretty much put on all our money to, to buy this ticket, because it's, you know, if anyone's been to a conference, they can be expensive, right, for the yeah. weekend conference. Um So we put in our money together, we, we got to see this conference. And we, in being in that energy around the room of other people who were doing what we wanted to do, we're just like, blown away um and they were talking about all stuff at that like obviously stuff that I understand now but at the time they're like leave maggots and funnels I'm like what the hell are they talking about like it was just it was so exciting because it was so much I didn't know for some people that can be scary right it can be like I don't know what's happening here this is not a space for me but I think for us it was almost the opposite we we didn't know what's going on and it excited us so Mm um in being in that room if anyone's been at an event, they usually pitch. And so at the end of the, uh, at the end of the event, they said, Hey, you know, if you're looking for coaching, if you're someone who wants to start an online business business, here's how you do it. And so I remember them going through the whole pitch and, and, you know, for us Canadian, um, you know, the investment was almost $20,000 for uh, the year. And so obviously as being a server, you know, you're making, you know, average kind of money. Um, and so that's a huge investment. Um, it's a car. So I was like, <laughs> damn. So we were sitting there thinking, well, we don't really have that. Like it's going to be so tight. Uh, we weren't sure how we we're going to make it work. Cause we didn't really have a lot of savings put away or anything like that. We spent everything on traveling. So we decided, as I always suggest people lean in and figure the rest out later. So we were at the event, we put our, our money together and we're like, you know what, we're going to do this $20,000 program. Not really entirely sure how we were going to make it happen, but we put our first monthly payment down and we were like, we're going to do whatever it takes to, to, to figure this out. So we're like, we'll work extra hours. We'll get a side job, like whatever, whatever we have to do. So obviously once you put that first investment down, you're like, oh man, this is real now. Yeah. So we joined this program and then we had the conversation of like, well, how are we going to afford this? Right. And so, you know, there was a couple different options that we weighed out. And I do suggest if someone's trying to start a business or trying to grow their business, like if you're trying to take that risk and really like get things kicked off, you're going to have to do things that are uncomfortable. And part of that conversation came up where Phil was like, Hey, you know, like we're in this together. We're all, we're all in on this. Um, You know, I'm willing to like literally sell my condo or sell my you know house kind of thing to help with the investment of this. And that to me was like, on one hand, so crazy, but on the other hand, to me shifted something because he believed in us so much to do that. And I was like, okay, this means I got to get mentally way (laughs) on board because I feel like I've... Yeah. Like, I feel like my, 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 my foot was kind of like a little in a little out, Um, like kind of secretly I was like, okay, you know, like I I'm in it, but I also kind of doubted it. I, I think, cause I also come from a family who's very structured of like, you know, go to school, go to yeah. university, get married, get a house, have kids. That's your life. Um, So for me, it, he was someone who's always really like, kind of like done his own path. And so I fed off that energy and I was like, okay, like I needed him to believe in me tenfold because I was at. Um, and so it really helped to get me to the next level. So I think, you know, even if you're someone who doesn't have a partner like that, which is not, you know, uncommon, some people don't understand that, that desire, that dream that you might have. Um, I think something that I would suggest is like, find that person, whether it's like a coach or a friend, family member, whoever it is, like, you've got to have a person who believes in your dreams. Um, not necessarily to the same extent as you, <laughs> but has the types of values that you're looking for. Yeah. So in that, Uh, We made the decision to, um, he sold his condo, it sold in a couple days, which was like super fast. Uh, And so we actually ended up moving back in with my mom. So moved in with my mom, both of us and our dog sleeping in a single bed. um, (laughs) And just, you know, hustling it out because we just we really wanted this so bad. And we were like, we're gonna do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. so we did the uh the fitness business and, and you know we did we did like the photo shoots and try to do content and I remember even like I was so broke at the time when we were starting I was like, I can't afford like all these like you know nice lululemon clothes and all of this so I would go to stores I'm not gonna say which stores but I'll go to stores <laughs> buy clothes and I would literally like wear them and return them because I, I just needed the photos to look good but I didn't have the money at the time to invest yeah. so again like I can't hammer home enough. If if you're wanting an online business, like do whatever it takes, figure out the path. There's always something you can do. Mm -hmm. So with that, we start the online fitness business. I was then able to go part-time at my job. Um, I started taking clients on the side and that, and that was like, you know, really great. And we started doing that. But then with that, I, you know, I kind of started to lose, I guess, like that, that heart behind the working out because it started to become work. And so then the passion kind of died a bit. And I was like, okay, well, you know, is this what I like to do? And I, when I started to re- reassess a little bit, I said to Phil, you know, I, I think I really, in being like the person, the face of the personal brand, um, and he was helping a lot behind the scenes of the business and being the face of the brand, I really, uh, I really wanted to shift into business coaching, but I was like, I hadn't done business coaching. I just ran my business with fitness, mm-hmm. right? So I decided, you know what? Again, like taking all the leaps that we do and just kind of like think, do it and figure the rest out later. We leaped, and so um, I leaped into saying, hey, you know, I'm going to put out a freebie. See who in my audience might be interested in this. Um, at the time, guys, like I started with a following of 500 people. So like if you're starting with nothing, like totally fine. You can grow. It's not. It's not going to be an issue. Um, and I put out this freebie, and I remember um, my coach uh had actually downloaded it and was like whoa this is incredible uh the info you had like to talk to you and it was about sales uh and again I didn't really have a lot of sales background or training by any means I was just like yeah cool like let's have a conversation so we we hopped on hopped on zoom and he was talking about the opportunity to help him come coach his program um and so I actually became a business coach and he's like would you be interested I'm like totally became a business coach um to coach people starting an online business inside of his build your online fitness program. Mm. So in doing that, I started coaching that for a couple months and I was loving coaching. I felt like it was so fulfilling to actually be able to help people to see the opportunity and do it. And then with that, I remember there was a day where they were like, Hey, like, you know, we're kind of short in the sales side of the business. Are you cool to jump on some calls? And keep in mind, like the, the offer price was like $20,000 for this program. So it was a lot of investment. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've never sold anything that, that big ever in my life. Um, I was selling packages like $1,500 at the time, maybe like, like <laughs> I was not used to this. So I was like, okay, cool. You know what? Of course I'll do it. So I jumped right into, again, something that I didn't know anything about. I had no qualifications. I had no anything training wise. So I just like, you know what? Sink or swim has always been something that when I've done it has ended up being incredible for me. So I'm like, past history shows me this is probably going to be scary, but it's going to be something that will work out. So let's do it. So I lean in, I start taking the calls and prior to like to serving and everything like that, guys, I went to school for social work. So I have no business background necessarily. Um, I'm just really good with people. And so I started jumping on calls being, you know, having conversations, getting people to open up, being like, this is an awesome opportunity. Here's what's possible for you. And uh, in that, I, I was able to, you know, really figure out like my sales skill was like being good with people and using emotion and empathy Um, in these conversations and ended up, you know, becoming a really, really successful high ticket closer. So I went full time into this closing position and actually stopped coaching for a bit. Um, Now, again, going into sales, I was all money focused and I really wanted to serve people. I wanted to see the full transformation go through. And so I still felt that gap. I was like something's still missing. Um, And I went to a conference in San Diego about a year ago. And that's when I decided to switch from high ticket closer to full time business coach on my own. I left high ticket closing Um, and I, I started my own business and I was kind of scared because, you know, I'd never done my own business coaching. So I was like, I don't know if people are even going to want this. And then, you know, things just blew up. Um, you know, we had, I was literally at that time, I think like scared of like, will I make a 10 K month. Um, and then in the same year we had, you know, six figure months, which is crazy. Um, so I think the big thing, um, till now, which is what I do now, guys, um, I I help people to start businesses and help people to scale businesses. Um, I think till now it's just been a matter of leaning in. And since I transitioned into business coaching, it's just like, I just am obsessed with what I do. Um, and yeah, that's what we've been doing for a year now. So that's kind of like in not so quick summary, my story.
0: (laughs) Well, and for anybody that doesn't know, Kate is my business coach as well. And she is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And um, she has a very different perspective and a different, uh, she's very much so just do what she feels is right. Very much so impact driven as her business is, as her program is impact to income. And so Kate, we talk a lot about like personal branding and yeah. how integrating that personal brand in either a product or a service based business is so important. Can can you kind of
1: touch on that importance a little bit? Yeah, I think um I think a huge misconception with people who are starting a business is that like people are buying the stuff. And I think the the person behind the business is actually a lot more important than your product whether that product be coaching or that product be, you know, a physical product say like um, you know, earrings or gift boxes or whatever it is, right? Like they're not buying the product. And, and I think the important thing to remember with personal branding is if you think about even the, the go-to brands that you love, you love them because of what they stand for and the the vibe that they put out, the energy they put out, right? Like mm. Lululemon is not just, you know, tights, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a whole other community. of um, It's a whole different type of connection between people, right? You're being part of something bigger you're buying into their company and their values and their vision
0: yeah. not
1: tight you can buy tights on Amazon probably the exact same mm-hmm. but we buy from Lululemon at twice the price because we're buying into what they're selling us on the emotion tied to their brand right and so mm-hmm. they've built this personal brand around it and I think the same thing true like if you, it's true for you know even if you look at like Starbucks right like there's Dunkin Donuts there's Tim Hortons for our Canadians uh and then there, there's Starbucks right and I, I think why do people pay double for a coffee? Because you're not buying the coffee, you're buying the experience Mm -hmm. of what that coffee represents. And so I think the same thing applies for services as well, right? Like if you have a coaching program, they're not buying your templates, they're not buying your, um, you know, your modules, right? As much as we think that we have like the best stuff, and that's why people are buying it. Yeah, yes, you're probably super awesome. But in addition to that, they're buying your vibe, they're buying your vision and your values and how your energy translates through your programs, and I think that's why it's so so important to make sure that those values are actually showing consistently online. Mm, totally, and I think
0: a lot of people don't really know how to like people don't really think that they other people care about their the personal stuff of their life. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you kind of integrate some of that? Or like, what what are those like personal brand pillars that people can integrate into into sharing about it online?
1: Yeah, and I I, I think that's a really good point. Is like understanding in building a brand that there is two sides to that, right? So personal, the personal side of your brand, and then there's the professional side of your brand. So as an example, you know, for myself, maybe the professional side would be, um, you know, like I would talk about marketing. I talk about sales. uh, I talk about, you know, client management offers, all things like that, and team building and leadership and that sort of thing. So those are pillars that I would talk about in my content and the way that I show up online. And in addition to that, on a personal branding note, you would see that, you know, my boyfriend uh, Phil is in some of my stuff covered, you know, in tattoos. So that would be something maybe that you you know me for, right. Um, I'm a dog mom. I have two crazy dogs. So that's also something you can know me for, right. Um, I'm someone who really loves, you know, hair and makeup and, and that type of thing as well. So I think, um, you know, something that people underestimate is the power of people connecting with you as a person. And the interesting thing that can come up when you're talking to people, and I know we've talked about this, yeah. is people feel like who cares
0: yeah. right and even
1: myself I had that conversation of like who cares how I do you know my hair who cares how I style my house right like that yeah. has nothing to do with my offer the interesting thing is and if you ask ask yourself this question like when you go on TikTok when you go on Instagram what are you watching like are you watching yeah. the girl with with like we we're talking about before like the yeah. nighttime routine are we watching the girl you know with like my my outfit overhaul from Amazon right like are you watching that because I am And yet we still have these conversations with ourselves of nobody cares, but yet you watch it.
0: Hey guys, sorry to interrupt this killer episode, it'll be back in just a few seconds, but I've been getting some questions asking how to actually start bringing in consistent sales using social media. So I created a free training explaining the exact framework you need to follow to market your business without fancy setups or a huge audience or any of that stuff. We talk about the key missing element in your marketing strategy, what you need to be focusing on, the mistakes you're making, and the entire step-by-step process of my proven growth framework. that I use with my clients as well as my own strategy. Start feeling more confident about how you are attracting sales to your profile. Link is in the show notes to claim this training. All right, back to the episode.
1: So I think we have to kind of step back a little bit from ourselves and say, what do I like to consume and why do I consume it? And am I creating that type of opportunity for people to connect? And I think with sales, the thing to remember is that, Your sales are again not directly correlated to what you offer, but also who you are and what you stand for. People can fall in love with you before they even fall in love with your product, yeah, and vice versa. So, I think it's important to have a good balance. I would say about to be honest, like about 50 50. If you're a business, I would say 50 50. And the reason I say that is, I think if you go over the you know 50 60 percent mark of personal, you can run the risk of being seen in influencing, which is different types yeah. of business, right? It's not that influencers are not business owners, they are, um, but it's just a different style of business. So if you have a product or a service that you yourself want to sell, I think it's important to have that balance because if you don't, um, it will probably be leaning a little bit more into influencer, which can be really heavily associated with collaboration and affiliates.
0: Yeah, well, and you can see, like, when you start posting some of that personal, personal content, you can see that's where your engagement comes from, too. On mm-hmm. my stories, when I'm posting something random about my life, the other day, I put cumin on my yogurt instead of cinnamon in the morning, <laughs> and people loved it. People yeah. were like, oh my gosh, ew, like, throw it away, and then the other people were like, well, try to scoop it off, and I was like, why Why do you guys care? Like, it was something so <laughs> random. Yeah. And you get the most amount of engagement from it. So people do like that, like relatableness, the 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 realness that they can see that you are like a real person. You have your own like day-to-day things that you're doing. You're eating yogurt and putting the wrong spices on it too. And people, people like, like that people, people attach to that.
1: It's funny you say that. Cause I actually, one of my highest performing stories was like, Hey guys, I'm getting a new winter coat. Should I get the Lululemon one? Or should I get this? Like, you know, one from like the <laughs> Bay or whatever. And it's like a hundred dollars. And anyway, I was like, should I get, you know, coat A or B? And I remember putting a poll on and, and, you know, my team was like, whoa, like, what the heck? And I'm like, I don't know. And another piece of content that went really, you know, big on my stories was like, I showed people how I style my bookshelves in my house. I'm like, has nothing to do, guys, with building a business. Um, and people are like, I love that. I have so many bookshelves. I'm like, wait, what? So it it, it again, like allows people to connection it doesn't matter how they connect with you like they don't have to only connect with you to your content they can connect with you on other things Mm -hmm. say some girl falls in love with me because of how I decorate my house or do my hair whatever indirectly she's now consuming my content yeah so she's getting that business content regardless of what she's there for so I think that's also something to keep in mind is like they may not be there initially for the content that's going to be centered around what you offer but indirectly that they will consume that
0: for sure. And it starts conversations like it's, it's how you can start. And it's easy to, once they're in your DMS responding to some of that stuff, yeah. it starts conversations and you can nurture them further into kind of a, a hotter lead through that because they're clearly yeah. warm enough that they're reaching out to you about your personal life, that you can kind of move that conversation into business eventually too, once you build that relationship.
1: Yeah. I, I think as a service-based business, you have a huge opportunity to have that engagement from those t- that types of con that type of content go into, um, a situation of, you know, Hey, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself and having that dialogue. Right. And I think it's a product-based business with a personal brand. Um, I think a lot of product-based businesses probably think that their product is the business, yeah. but don't be scared to have yourself as part of that. Right. There's, no, there's many, many companies that have now influencers doing their marketing, right? Why is that? They want to see a person using the product right they want to see someone in connection to it so the whole idea of like when I go to product-based businesses and people have like flat lays and stuff like that and like your your stuff is awesome but I want to see you try on the clothes I want to see you try on you know the earrings or I want to see you know um, I have someone who does welcome boxes for my business Um, and so I want to see like the inside of the boxes like what can I add to them I want to see unboxing reveals and stuff like that right like I want to see people in connection with the product. So I think that's also whether it's you or whether you have other people using it, like make sure that you're showing up in connection to your product or your service, because it's not just again about the stuff because anyone can sell stuff. It's the brand or the emotion behind it that's going to make people buy, you know, your uh, greeting cards over one at the store right? Yeah. Because there's something that they emotionally connect with it. And they're like, you know what? I'd rather wait for this to get here three weeks from now <laughs> because the shipping is a nightmare right now. Yeah. Um, I would rather wait for it to get three weeks here, like to get here in three weeks, than go to the store and get this in two seconds. Cause I believe in her and her vision and what she does and all of these things, right. And the way she shows up. Um, if you can get people to fall in love with your brand, they'll go to next levels for you and your business.
0: Yeah. And I don't think a lot of, like when I tell people this, cause I, guys, I preach this and you know it. So it's not just me. And like people always say um, they don't want to be the face of their business, especially with product-based businesses. They're like, well, I want my products to be the face. Like they, they don't want to be the face of their business. Do you think it has to be like, so people be like, well, can't I just like have photo shoots of with other people in the products? Or do you think it should be your, like the owner should be out there like showing their brand as well?
1: I think, um, like, I, I think that there, you're always going to want to connect with a person. Like yeah. you're always like, you're all, otherwise they're always going to be searching to be like, who owns this thing? Like who <laughs> runs this? Right. Yeah. That's always going to be the question. I think at a certain point, when you get to a certain level, similar to like, for example, Lululemon, I don't know the CEO of Lululemon and what yeah. they look like, but what we do know is that the brand is so big in itself and they've built to such a big level. I think when you're starting, you yeah. don't have that prestige yet. And so a way to communicate those values without having to do, you know, Lululemon level marketing, um, and doing photo shoots with tons of people and models and all of this, as much as you can, I definitely think you should be including that, right. And having variety and not just being you. I think that's important too, is having, you know, client experiences, uh, broadcasted or, you know, people who are using your product broadcasted on your social and making sure you share that. I, I do really think that when you're starting, people want to connect with people. They don't, yeah. they're not connecting with the stuff. Right. Um, and so any product-based business that you look to, like, if you think about, you know, Apple, we all know who created, you know, Apple, Apple, Microsoft, you name it. Right. And that's yeah. because all of it has a story. Like everything has a Tesla has a coming up story of like how yeah, I started yeah. here and, They're part of that journey. So the whole idea of like you're gonna be created as like the secret identity that doesn't exist, it also takes away when you really think about it from all the amazingness that is your brand, right? Like the reason Tesla is so incredible to watch and all the development of it is like how crazy his brain works. And like how how like it, it just it's when you step step back and you watch, you're like, holy smokes as to all how it started as an idea and where it's at now. And that gets you bought into being like, I think I want a Tesla, right? Like that's (laughs) what sells you into it. It's not the car, right? I think, you know, it's something to remember is again, like the experience will always trump what you have as the actual product. And I think if you feel like, hey, like I don't, a lot of product-based businesses, I think do feel that their product in itself will just sell. But if you don't have enough experience behind the product, it won't sell.
0: Yeah. Or branding, any of them that all links in together for sure. All of it. Yep. Yeah. And so you, what are some ways that like how to actually integrate um, personal branding into a business? Like what are some like kind of a framework for that? Any, anything that you have that would, how can people actually go from, okay, like, yes, I know I need a product-based business. So what are some ways that I can do this?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I think for both service and product, I think something that's important too is the, the quality level. So I think for product, it would be kind of like the quality of the way that your brand shows up and making sure that you know what that tone is. And then for services, I think like your authority is kind of the direct connection to that. Right. So like how you show up matters. And I remember when I first started in fitness, like again, like guys, when I started, I was, I did not have extra money to start this business. I, you know, again, in doing fitness and I had some nutrition elements too. Like I used to go to the store to get like fancy plates. Mm -hmm. fancy cups, fancy, whatever to then when I took a picture of like my meal, it looked, you know, appealing to other people or luxurious to other people. And some people might be like, you know, Oh, is that authentic and things like that. But the thing is, I knew I wanted to create a brand that was, you know, higher ticket luxury, that type of thing. And I had to create that experience as I'm talking about. So I think something that is important for both um, you know, product and service-based businesses is really seeing like, how are you providing the experience that you're asking people to buy from you, right? Like, what does that experience look like? And are you bringing that? Mm. Um, so I think that's something that will help with the personal brand and connecting to like, what is the experience tied to your brand right now? And that can evolve. That's the other thing too. When I first started, it was like bubblegum pink and like, you know, cursive everything. Like it was like yeah. totally different vibe than what I have now. And that's because my brand has developed and my tone has developed. So when you're starting, is that going to be what's going to be forever? No. But I think it's really important to have some type of um, tone throughout the stuff that you put out. Um, I also do think that like your values are a huge piece of it. So like, I wouldn't say that even myself for my coaching programs, right? Like it's not, I'm not selling my templates. I'm not selling my modules. I'm I'm selling, you know, the transformation I'm selling, you know, what's possible for people and my values of how they can get there. Right. To make a lot of sales, you don't have to be you know, a sleazy salesperson to do so, right? And people oh. like that value, therefore being like, I need a coach who has the same values as me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think your values as well connected to it are something that can be um, really helpful with your personal brand and making sure that you're constantly talking about that either in content or in the way that you, you know, um, have experience with clients. Um, I think also in the client experience, you know, something that we do for our service is like we provide uh, boxes as a welcome package for people who sign on. I think if you're a product-based business, like think about that experience from start to finish. How is the experience of a, uh, of a customer from your content all the way to, you know, the end, if you're a service, how is it all the way from your content to onboarding, to client management, to offboarding? Like you want to think of that process because they remember that they remember Mm -hmm. the experience of how they felt being in the presence of your offer. So that also will attribute to personal brand, how they talk to other people, right? Like, People, the the best way to build a business, in my opinion, is to have a killer product, killer offer, and having people raving about it that they just can't stop talking about it because they'll tell everyone they know being like, hey, I just joined this program. This is my coach. Or I just bought these earrings. You've got to try them. They're incredible. They're so beautiful. Uh, And I ordered like six more pairs and whatever, like word of mouth is huge. And so remember that the little details and the personalization, while maybe it's not something that you know, it's productive or people might say it's too time consuming. I've always found that the time consuming things, um, I'll create a process for it to try to streamline it, but maybe it's not the most productive, but sometimes the the least productive things are the most personalized. And the personalization Mm -hmm. to me is like the key for businesses who are personal brands to be profitable. Um, I think the last thing I'd say for a personal brand, uh, is like connections, obviously, like who you know in your industry. So like collaborating with other people, if you're a product-based business, collaborate with other influencers, message influencers and say, hey, I'd love to see you with my product. And like I'll give you this for free. Like get out there and make connections. And the same thing, if you're a business owner with a service, like go, your your network is something that is so big for you and your growth. Because again, those people are talking about, hey, you should meet Kate. She does sales, blah, 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 blah. Um, so connections are huge. And I also think an important piece that allows your personal brand to grow is your community. Right. So if we think about, Mm -hmm. you know, the, um, some of the top communities, I'm thinking like a a motivational speakers, say, so like you've got like Rachel Hollis, you've got Tony Robbins, you've got Gary V like all three of them have incredibly high vibe. Like everybody knows their stuff. Why is that? They're like raving fan communities, serve your community first, and they will help you grow your business. So Mm -hmm. like as a service, don't, there's so many coaches that are like, oh, don't I don't want to give it all away. And I'm like, yes, it's kind of possible to give it all away. Like if you like, are like step-by-step, step, here's the whole blueprint. Sure, yes. you'll give it all away. But I think if you give away tips that are so small micro problems and micro solutions instead of the whole macro solution or problem, yeah, that's giving it all away. But if you do micro problem, micro solution, your audience will come back time and time again. They'll mm-hmm. share your stuff with other people being like, look at all this value. Um, and community wise with your, with your product-based business, I think that that's something that really can take a life of its own and ask yourself, what kind of community elements do I have in what I'm doing? Is this just like me connecting with one person when I get this shipped to them? Or do we have like, you know, take a picture with this and share it to your social, uh, to get entered into winning a free, whatever, once a month we have a draw, right? Like you're creating opportunities for community to grow. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that I would suggest as well. If you want to grow a personal brand, create opportunities for community. Yeah.
0: Mm, That's so good. And I think a lot of times when people say like integrate your personal brand, it's just like, oh, me showing up and showing my face, but there's so much more to that. And that like, there's the experience side of things. There's the community where it's not just you're making a personal brand with you and the people, but you're making it where they can almost communicate too. They can collaborate. Your raving fans collaborate as well. And that's such a big piece. And that's where kind of that like mass expansion kind of comes from is when this person talks about it then that person talks about that as well. And especially with product based businesses is when people keep coming back, they keep spending more money every time because they trust you a little bit more. So if you can make that first order like that first time that they get your your um, your product such a good experience, they'll come back and on average people spend 68% more on the second purchase than on the first one so it just kind of keeps building on top of each other
1: too. Yeah, I think that's actually really also something too, as well for service-based businesses, people don't consider, right? Like people are always like, where's my next client? Where's my next client? Or where's my next customer for product-based business? Well, also consider how you can sell to the same people who are already investing in you. People who are already invested in you will buy again. Like we have people who come into a three-month program, end up working with us for over a year because there's always something that's a next place they can go or a next level of support that they can have. The thing that allows them to buy that thing, however, and that's obviously like as a service, making sure you have the right product suite to make sure that, you know, there is that natural progression. That's a whole other topic. Uh, But I think, you know, making sure you have that. And the important thing that makes that work though, this is the interesting piece is like, they got to be happy with the product. They have to be happy with the experience. And if they're not, then the question becomes, well, if you're, if the lifetime value of a client or a customer that you have is short, why is that?
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: and I think that's a tough conversation to have, um, you know, entrepreneurs I talked to were like, I just feel like I have to get leads every five seconds. Right. And I'm like, well, maybe you don't have a really killer product or a killer community that makes people like never want to leave. And if that's the case, how do we improve that instead of like improving your marketing, which you can do, you can do both simultaneously, but instead of just looking at how can I get more people, like just pushing volume through, why don't we look at the the quality of what's happening Mm -hmm. rather than the quantity. Um, And I think the same thing is true for product-based businesses, right? Like I have go-to, you know, different uh, brands that I look to for the products that I buy. And that's because when I get them, I'm super happy with the product I receive. Like, you know, everyone knows that I have, I wear wear tons of blue blockers. Don't actually need glasses, guys. Just love blue blockers. Um, (laughs) And so I have bought, have bought uh, blue blockers from so many different companies. And there's only one company that I buy for them from because they're the only ones that have high, high quality frames. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like, they have lasted the longest uh, in my crazy lifestyle being at the bottom of bags and all of the things like that. <laughs> um, they lasted the longest. And so for me, I won't buy any other brand now. I'm yeah. only going to buy their brand because that's the one that I, I believe in. So I think, again, like the product or the, or the, the quality of the delivery in what you give Um, you really don't want to underestimate that because that in itself can bring you the sales you're looking for. Mm, mm Mm-hmm.
0: And it that's what brings people back. Like thinking about the things like uh, that I buy repeatedly, like from the same company. I mean, there's really like if you think about it, there's only especially like clothing and accessories. Like there's like five to six companies that I like buy from repeatedly. It's like, these are my companies that I love. And it's because of the experience, the customer service that I've gotten. When I send something back, like I had a North Face coat that had like a little rip in it and I sent it back and they fixed it. And they were like, ah, don't worry about it. Like for a big business like that to fix my $150 coat. And I was like, okay, well now I know I'm buying North Face from here on out. Um, same kind of thing is I had a good experience, yeah. not only from the clothes that I bought from them, but from the customer experience side as well. And the businesses that you don't have that it's almost, it's it's like it's off putting when you when you yeah. have a business that you don't get good customer service, or you don't really have And it's not like when you get a package and it's not like a great experience. Like it's not like it doesn't have anything added that you're like kind of bummed. But when you do, it's so much more special. It's like getting something in the mail that you weren't, you weren't expecting. It's just like, Oh, like it's a little pick me up for the day.
1: And especially now think about, you know, um, right now there's so much that's happening online. So when you actually get a package, like think about how many times you actually receive mail that's not bills, right? (laughs) So when you are a product-based business and you're, you have an opportunity to be opened inside someone's home, right? And they're having that experience there. What kind of vibe do you want them to get? What's the energy you want that to provide? And so I think um, it's actually interesting that you say that about North Face because I'm the same way actually with Hudson's Bay here in in Canada. We, they have like almost more or less unlimited returns. If something happens, come back to us. Yeah. And our entire family Mm -hmm. only does shopping almost. At Hudson's Bay. Why? Because if anything happens at Christmas, we know that they got us. If, if yeah. it's like, you know, this, this doesn't fit or whatever, all of their return policies are so uh, customer friendly. And so their customer service is, is, is top notch. So yeah. that keeps us coming back time and time again. So when we think about that over again, a lifetime span,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how much, if I'm, you know, 28 years old, how much have I already spent there in the last several years, just because of that simple policy of customer service. Like when you really look at those numbers, it's really crazy how much they have taken my business now from other people.
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's that customer lifetime value is it multiplies and you've told other people about it. Like you talk about it, your family all does it now that so many people, like it's not just you coming back. It's like, it's a ripple effect of everybody else coming back too. Right. Exactly. That's incredible. Well, Kate, do you have like an overarching, if someone was trying to integrate like a a personal brand today into their business, what's like a first step that they can take?
1: I mean, it's not what you're going to want to hear, but you got to show up. Yeah. Like, I I think there's a lot of people who are like, I want to be a brand. The brands you watch show up all the time, Mm -hmm. like they're there. And I, I think, um, In today's day and age, like the the secret to success, I really do believe is, you know, the way that the content obviously that you're putting out, whether that be, you know, TikTok, email, Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is, the, the, the quantity and the quality are equally as important. So don't overdo the quality that you can't produce a high amount of quantity or volume of it. Um, so I think some people make the mistake of being like, I want it to look perfect. Like the font has to look good. Then yeah. the color has to look good on this post. And you're like, listen, Stacy, <laughs> it doesn't need to be like perfect. If, 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 if you ask yourself, is it like 60% of what I want it to be? And you say, yes, post it, like do the damn thing. Like if mm-hmm. I, every single day, like our business creates tons of volume. And the only reason being able to do that is because I can't be so judgmental on myself of what I put out. Um, And I always have to ask myself, like, am I being critical? Am I being perfectionist? Or could people get value out of this? And so um, I think it's important to put out quality of content and overthink it. I think volume is important. And with that content, when you're showing up, and obviously you'll be doing it consistently and you'll be having that quality now, an important piece of what you produce, do not produce content for yourself, produce it for other people, produce it for your audience and what they want. Ask those questions, like say, say, what would you like to see if you have a product-based business? Do you want to see an unboxing or do you want to see a client review? Do you want to see this try on or do you want to see, you know, the behind the scenes of our photo shoot? Like ask your people what they want and make that people are always like, I don't know what to post. And I'm like, ask them what they want and start making that content. Like everyone's audience is different. So what your audience loves is totally different potentially from what my audience likes. So the whole idea of like, this is the one, this is the one content strategy That's why I believe in coaching so much, because I think that there's such a customization to what your personal brand, if you guys have, if you have a product-based business, what does your personal brand look like? It's so different than mine. Mm -hmm. So I think if you want to get started, build a structure for yourself of showing up consistently say, okay, get that, get that calendar out, order it on Amazon, 10 bucks, put it on here, put it on your desk and be like, okay, I'm going to post two TikToks a day. I'm going to post on Instagram every single day. I'm going to be on my story three times a day. And that might seem crazy. You're like, Kate, I have a job. I don't have time for this. Mm. Right. The thing being, if you actually know how to do this effectively and you're not doing it in a perfectionist way, you can right? like Maddie is doing Instagram. She's doing podcasts. She's doing TikTok. She's doing all the platforms. How does she do that? Because she knows how to make it work for her, not against her. Mm. And I think that is the key for a personal brand. If you want to grow your personal brand, you're not going to do that one post at a time, three times a week on Instagram. And then like, eventually you'll have time for TikTok. Like you need to get your message, your product, your service and the problem you solve or the solution or the, you know, the product that you have out there to as many freaking people who can hear it as possible. So yeah. volume is important, but not just posting to post is also key, right? So making, saying, okay, you know, how can I take a podcast? Like here today, how can I take a podcast but then also take that and take a little snippet of it and put a sneak peek on, you know, say Instagram, but then also mm-hmm. sneak peek on TikTok, right? Like, how do I take some of the, um, you know, uh, what is it, transcription of today and put it into a blog? But then how do I connect the blog to Pinterest, right? Like, yeah. you've taken one episode then and made, you know, so many different pieces of content. And it's just knowing what those channels are and doing it consistently that, in my opinion, are going to allow anyone, even if you're starting from scratch and you've got nothing, me and Maddie both started with no, no real followers, right? No. Um, and it was just consistency and consistency showing up with, with a message and, and adding value to people and being, I think, customer client-centered that um, if you do that consistently, I know it's not what you want to hear. You want to hear like, what's the hack, Kate? Like, what's, yeah. the, what's the one thing that I have to do? It's not one thing. It's, it's a collective and doing that thing that works consistently. Um, and I think my last note on that is that I think as human beings, we look for the hack right? Like we're looking for like, yeah. how do I lose weight in like yeah. two days? Like, how do I, right? Like, how do I, you know, cleanse my entire system in like, you know, 48 hours, right? We're always looking for the shortcut. And unfortunately, just like, you know, getting healthy, it's eat clean, move your body, right? It's really simple. And people tell us that time and time again. Um, and that's what works. We don't need the quick win stuff, but that's what we look for. So I think the sooner you can admit and understand I'm not going to look for the quick win and I'm going to do and put in the time to make this happen. If you do it consistently and you do that even for a year, you will be shocked yes. what's going to happen. The thing that doesn't allow people to succeed in their first year of business is that they quit. Mm. And they, they're like, you know what? I tried this one strategy. It didn't work. So I quit. And if that, if you're going in with that mindset, like this is not a one year business you're trying to build. You're not trying to build a one year a two year or three, three year business, you're trying to build a career, Mm -hmm. right and I think if that's your intention stop looking at what's happening with the one post today stop looking at what how do my content do this week and be like how is my content doing this month or this year and how can I pivot that right because it's part of a longer term journey and so if I have a bad month I have a bad week I have a bad day it's like okay it's a bad day it doesn't mean that my business is broken like you have to go through the ebbs and flows um I think the biggest thing with a personal brand is just like stick through it because if you have that consistent some I'm gonna tell you right now some stuff's gonna bomb yeah you're not gonna like it you're gonna be so (laughs) excited about it it. yeah 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 if you can keep going that's the key in my opinion so yeah if you're a personal brand starting I think that would be my top suggestion is quality quantity care about your people and just never quit yes
0: oh my gosh there was so much good good knowledge in that too and it totally is like things are gonna bomb but when you try something new and it blows up instead of bombs it's totally worth it so you do have to try some of that asking your audience is so big too. People are always like, well, I don't know what to post. No one ever engages with anything. I'm like, yeah. well, first, who is your audience? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Who, who like, well, have you asked them what they want to see? No. Do you know who they are? No. Well, why do you think they're not engaging is because you're not posting <laughs> content for them. And it's normally like a, a more foundational foundational problem to, to fix than like, oh, well, my engagement just isn't there.
1: I think that's a really important piece as well for anyone who's starting on TikTok. TikTok is not something you're going to see return on immediately. Uh, And what I mean by that is you have to like pretty much sit and wait to go viral is how it goes. And again, volume helps with that um, and kind of like the lottery of when that happens. Um, And yeah, I think realizing if you post a TikTok and you're like, two people watched it, like, okay, cool. The next one could have 200,000 people watch it. So again, then like you almost have to say, screw the numbers and just post the stuff post it, release it, yep. then step back at a bird's eye view and say, how's things going? And then assess from there. I think people get too invested in the small, intricate things and it keeps them from executing the way that they should.
0: Totally. Yeah. And TikTok is like that. And then people will be like, I don't know what happened, but one of my TikToks just blew up and yeah. all of a sudden I'm
1: getting all these followers. It's like <laughs> about like my favorite cheese and you're like a business coach. You're like, what's happening? So yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Totally.
0: Yes. Well, Kate, I ask all of the people on my podcast, three final questions. First is a book or a resource or a podcast of some kind that you would recommend everybody listen to watch whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, I think um, I mean, obviously listen more to this podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think uh, I would definitely if I uh, I I don't want to be that person who plugs my own stuff. So I would definitely say in my opinion, podcast wise, I really like the Gary V podcast. Uh, I'll tell you why. Like, I think he's very, no bullshit, the same kind of philosophy as us. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I guess my concern in suggesting to like, you know, podcasts and things like that is like, ask yourself too, if you're that person who's like consuming information and actually doing anything with it. Yes. Because I think there's so many people who are like, where do I find inspiration? And I, I listen to podcasts, you know, once in a while, but I, I think the thing that just light bulb for me is like, also be careful. If you're listening today, right? Are you actually going to do this stuff? Like, are you actually going to hear, "Hey, here's how you build a personal brand"? Are you actually going to do it? And the unfortunate part is, like, 90% of you are not going to do anything about it. You're going to be like, "I'm so inspired," and then you're going to write it in a notebook. You're gonna have some inspiration. You're not going to do anything about it. So I think the the important piece is like, when you listen to this podcast, when you listen to Maddie's podcast, take it, run with it. If you have like questions, follow up, whatever message chart, like do the damn thing instead of just listening and consuming and like sitting back and and saying I've watched, or I've listened to, you know, all of your, all of your episodes. I think it's important to listen, consume, listen again, like listen, sorry, consume, execute, consume, execute. And I think the execution is the one thing that i pass along to people because you have so much information on here. If people are not actually executing it, you're, you guys are missing out on some huge, huge results you could be getting because I know the inside of Maddie's business and what she does with clients. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I just really want to hammer home. If you're listening to this podcast, Keep listening, but make sure that you're executing the stuff she's applying because the stuff she does, guys, gets you freaking nuts results. So that's what I have to say about podcasts. Listen to this podcast and do the damn thing. That would be my suggestion.
0: (laughs) Now turn it off and start something else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actually, start applying it. Yes, that's so good. Um, next question is if you could eat dinner with three people, dead or alive, just have a conversation with who would they be?
1: Um, that's so interesting. And some people.
0: Some people go the route of like my grandma, it's like totally grandma, like Buddha and like Elon Musk, or it's like, there's like a flow of it. So don't feel like some people are very thought out and some people aren't. So, yeah, I
1: mean, I, I I don't really, I don't know about names, um, but what I would say is I think I would really like to be surrounded with women who were part of like the feminist movement. Mm. I want people from like, I'm thinking a hundred years ago. Yes. The reason I say that is I think we need a refresher of just how lucky we are to be alive today and have the opportunities Mm -hmm. we have today and the resources we have today. Um, Like if someone's listening to this, they're probably wanting to start an online business or they have one. Mm -hmm. And to think about how easy it is for you to grow your business right now versus how, if someone, you know, previously wanted to do this, um, and how much limitation could have been there to do so I think you need that eye opening to be like hey you actually have like marketing for free every single day <laughs> so like heads up just use it um, like <laughs> I feel like we need that we need that mindset shift And I try to remind myself of that and I think with that I'm so passionate about women specifically in business because I think it's very male dominated obviously no um, I think women are making a rising in business but I think that and it's something me and Maddie talk about is like I think you know, there's not women's business and men's business. There's just business. Like it, it's not subsections. And I think having conversations with women who've been, um, you know, oppressed and things like that would really psych me up to like fuel that fire in me of like, there's so many women still today who don't feel confident to run their business um, or don't feel valued in comparison to men in business. And I feel like I would want to have that I'd want to have dinner with three people who could light a fire under my ass, I guess. <laughs> um, to pretty much like, you know, reignite, reignite why we do what we do. I feel like that's what I would, totally. I'd really like to, to have happen. I love that.
0: Yeah. So good. And last but not least, just like a final tidbit, words of wisdom that you would leave um, the audience with kind of starting a business, running a business, anything like that. What is your, your final words of wisdom? I know you've given a lot, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, don't look for other people to believe in yourself Mm. if you don't believe in yourself. So I think a lot of the time we look at family being like, they don't believe in me. They don't, they don't support me. Like they don't have to support you. They're not supposed, like they don't, what is, where's the obligation come from of like, they have to be in your corner, right? Like not everyone's going to understand. And if you really think about, again, take that step back to those people, you know, years ago, if you think about all the people who've made incredible movements in the world, they all were people who weren't understood or supported. Yeah. So if you're someone who's trying to make massive moves and waves, those waves are going to create a couple crashes along the way. Um, and I think you got to kind of ride that and be comfortable with it. Um, so I think the important thing that I've seen with the women who are successful and even myself, I guess, um, is they believe so much in what they do and they don't really care who doesn't because they they got their eye on the prize and kind of like their eye on where they're going. Um and I think with that, it's an important piece. And I know it sounds very simple, but just don't quit. Like there's just, there's so many people who get so defeated with the smallest things. And I think you got to go in knowing that failure is part of that process. Like, I think we go in to start a business and we're like, my launch didn't go well. I suck. Right. Like my content didn't go well. I suck. It's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta embrace the suck. The, the suck is part of the process, right? Like yeah. it's not the whole idea of you're going to start a business and it's going to be you know, easy and it's going to flow and everything's going to be amazing. No, you're going to have hard stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls who are really successful, in my opinion, are the girls who don't let it, you know, take them down. Maybe it will, you know, make you feel a little defeated for a day, right? Like we all have those days, myself included. For sure. But I think, yeah, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. And if you're looking for other people to build you up, you're never going to be able to go where you need to go I don't you know, get up at 6 a.m. because someone tells me to. I get up because I need to get up at that time to do what I need to do for myself. Same thing with working out. You're not doing it for anyone else. Do it for yourself. And then as soon as you break that, I feel like we need to like, almost like mentally break ourselves to start showing up for ourselves. Because a lot of the time we do show up, whether we admit it or not, for some people around us for validation, right? And I think as soon as you can start to validate yourself, you become a powerhouse to an entirely different level right when other people's validation or support is optional for you think about how empowering that is to be like yeah it's cool if they support me but it's not a huge deal like I'm gonna do it regardless that type of energy and being around that uh you know even on the podcast here right like I know Maddie has that energy and is very much like you know don't quit and it has, has such a crazy work ethic um and I think being around podcast influencers Um, you know, coaches, peers, family who have that same mentality is important. If you don't have that naturally in your life, go find those people and consume that stuff to train your brain um, to think that way. Right. Because you have to almost like mentally break yourself to just keep going. Cause naturally when we fail, we want to stop. Right. That's how we always, we're always told like, it's okay. Just take a break. No big deal. Um, Embrace the suck, but keep going. Totally.
0: Oh, So good, Kate.
1: Kate, where can people find you? Where, where, where do you want to send people? (sighs) Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously you guys can find me on Instagram. It's at Kate Perkovic. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean on Instagram, um, we have our YouTube channel that we do lifestyle type content, not quite as deep, uh, business discussions as today, but we do a lot of lifestyle stuff for business, uh, and our channel is uh, unpopular. So if you guys are on Instagram, you can check us out at We're Unpopular, um, and that'll be a lot of lifestyle business content. And uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's pretty much where I hang out, my friends. I have not blown up on TikTok just yet. Hopefully, I will be able to come back like a year from now and be huge on TikTok. Um, but yeah, for right now, we're we're really heavy um, on Instagram and, and going into YouTube and podcast ourselves. So yes, go check that's out. That's where you can find me. She is a
0: wonderful, wonderful, and as much wonderful in the business space as she is in the personal space. So go check her out. Kate, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. All right, busy B fam. That is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button to be notified. I put out a new episode every Tuesday, so get excited for those all about business branding and social media marketing. You can get all sorts of tricks on how to grow your small business. Hang out with me on Instagram at this is Hive. I put out a lot of other content out on there. Leave a review and let me know which topics you're liking the most. What you're loving about the podcast. And if you do want to share with your audience on Instagram, I love when I see what you guys are thinking about the podcast on your story, so definitely share that, tag me in it, and I cannot wait to see what episodes you are loving the most. As always, it was a pleasure being here with you. I will see you next Tuesday.